Welcome to Let God Die, the weekly podcast sharing stories of God transforming lives through changing perceptions of who He is and what it means to follow Him. We believe that commonly those who reject God haven't experienced the truth of who He is, and that those who follow God often have false expectations or understandings. Together, we can take those perceptions of God and let them die, so God can live. Oh, this is the Let God Die podcast. This is Josh, and I have no co-host today. Um, <laughs> maybe the first time that this has happened. Maybe the second. I'm not sure. But Calvin was in Pennsylvania, not my neck of the woods. But uh, Lancaster, Lancaster, uh, wh- whatever the Pennsylvanian natives call it. I know I always say it wrong, according to them. Uh, but he was there <laughs> for a conference, and he's on his way home right now. So uh, he's not able to join us. But really, the truth is, I scared him off. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Calvin was back for uh, for last week's episode for the first time in, in a little while, and then then John terrified him, and uh, <laughs> he's gone into hiding. But uh, that's not the real truth. But um, I believe we'll have Calvin back for the next episode. So yeah, so we have a returning guest, John Whaley. Um, Hello. If you haven't heard his episode from last week. Give yourself, I don't know, an hour and go over and listen to that. Get some of John's backstory. Is that how long it was? An hour? Me and uh, me and Calvin, after we got off the conversation with you, talked for a little bit. Um, had gotcha. some had some rebuttals against what you talked about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, a lot of things that you that you said actually um, related to both of us. Um, wow. So we we talked about that that a little bit. So. No, you, man, I didn't know I became a preacher already. You know, talked way too long. You know, <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't blab on. You're good. So, John, um, I know you had some thoughts on uh, on things that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to last time. I had some thoughts that uh, I actually wanted to call you and and talk to you about just in general. Um, Interesting. Okay. Timing d- just didn't work out, and I was like, I, I guess we could have this conversation on the podcast. Well, yeah. Well, why not? Why not have a bunch of people listen? Yeah. To our conversation. It's yeah. Fine. So I thought it'd be cool. Um, so one thing that you brought up last time that you wanted to talk about was, uh, I want to, want to say that you mentioned like being church focused, church minded mm. versus kingdom minded. Yeah. Um, so what is, yeah. What's, what's your thoughts on that? I guess we'll kind of go unconventional this time and topic, yeah. topic roll with it. Yeah. It's funny. I, I was thinking before we started, I was like, did we talk about that last time? Because I was like, I, I want to talk about that <laughs> today. Um, but yeah, I, you know, and this is some stuff I'm I'm just now learning um, in my walk with Christ. And um, just a little backstory, if nobody listened to the first one of our of our two part thing. Um, yeah, I, I come from I come from church background. That's you know. I've been part of big church for my whole life, and um, you know, part of you know, lions, tigers, bears, lights, camera, action, smoke. Oh my, every week, and you know, make, doing it big, doing it loud, and 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 it's awesome. God, God's used uh, used those environments in church in a big way. Um, uh, but but God's really started shifting something in my heart and made me aware of something that uh, I never knew was happening inside of the church. I think it's I don't I don't think it's a global church. Um, I, I I hesitate to use the word issue, uh, but I I'm just going to say a, a mindset. 
um, in that I'm seeing in American church right now. Um, there's this idea between uh, a church mindset and a kingdom mindset. Um, All and right, the, so I, yeah. I, I can kind of make some, I don't know, assumptions about what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you say that, I guess, what are you referring to? Uh, how would you define uh, each of those and, and the differences? Because I mean, like I have some thoughts in my own head, but I want to hear, yeah. hear yours. So I, I think a church mindset is we, we want to get people in the doors and we're tr- we need to get all these resources and, to build our church and make our church bigger, stronger, you know, it, it, basically, it's it's taking uh, all of the resources in a community and trying to bring them into the church and trying to suck them out of the community into the church to make the church bigger. Um, and you, sh- you should you should try to you want your church to grow and all that. But the kingdom mindset, I I think is a, is very different. I think what it is, it's it's the church realizing what resources it has and trying to use like utilize those resources to make a difference in the community more. And the best way I can, I can put this, let's, let's say you got the CEO attending your church, right? Um, I, I feel like a church mindset says, Oh my gosh, we got to get this guy on our finance committee or, you know, we like, this guy's got all these talents. Why don't we, why don't we just try to get his talents and only get him to use it here in the church? Um, but I, I feel like a kingdom mindset says, man, this guy has, tremendous influence in the world and in the community around us. Um, what if our church were to empower and resource that same person uh, to make a difference in the kingdom of God and the kingdom around in, in the community around? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically, you know, I, I think the church has created a subculture. It's like, let's, let's try to create our own community instead of actually influencing the community. Um, and that, that's, that's what I think I, I see um, the difference between a church mindset. It's, it's let's build the thing inside of our four walls. Um, and the other one is a lot more focused outside of those walls of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. I, th- I think there are a lot of churches that might be completely oblivious to the fact that they might be church focused, you know. Sure. Or maybe they've—that's like the model that they've seen. So it's not mm-hmm. really even a, a thought. I mean, not judging any any church body, but like, uh, right? And yeah, and, I, like I don't—I don't know that I've seen it modeled very intentionally. Let's empower people to go out. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I think that that's a lot of pastors' hearts. Um, yeah. And even like churches that I've been a part of, like that would be their heart. But to like actively really stress that. Uh, yeah, and also, so here. If I can even just elaborate further, and as I said, I, I'm not trying to fault pastors. I'm not trying to say, oh my gosh, all these people are doing it wrong. Yeah, um, totally. The body of Christ works in such a way, um, but we are a body and we all have different functions. Um, but I think there's something that at least maybe my generation, the generation to come, um, is, is, to be quite honest, I think getting quite j- with the idea of um, bring me in the walls of the church, give me donuts and coffee, and then get me out of the building. Um, I I think that there's a fundamental shift coming and a, a new a wave coming in the next generation of uh, of believers. We've all seen the glitz and glam of church, 
it's like, okay, now um, we want to we see our church be a part of something bigger than just itself. And I, I think what the church is, what happens in the church is we think, um, I, heard, I heard a really awesome guy at a church planning conference talk about this, and he was a Marine. And he started talking about, he hears a lot of churches all the time, and, and I've even said this uh, many times from a stage, from, you know, in a worship set, like, you know, uh, we're going to take this city. You know, we, we, we want to, we're going to take this city in the name of Jesus. And what happens is, if you're in a church mindset, you think that your church alone can take a city. And what you don't realize is that your church is actually just a battalion in the army. And in the Marines, if you're going to take a city, it takes a, it takes a bunch of battalions to go into that city and take it over. And if one church thinks they can do it by themselves, they're going to get themselves killed. Um, and that's what happens. You know, you talked about it in war. And the reality is we're, we're at war. Uh, we're at war against um, principalities of darkness and evil on this world. And, and we... Uh, we we can't think that we are uh, that we are so awesome as one church. Even as we plant our church here in Michigan, I can't think that our church, seventeen twenty one church, is the only church that can take a city. I need the church down the road, and I need um, I need all the youth ministries in town doing well. I need yeah. pastors. I need pastors to not cheat on their wives at other churches. I you know I, we need to have a mindset. That is more king. When I say kingdom minded, I mean the whole church, the capital C church, is yeah. healthy and not just okay. What are we doing? Um, I, I think that's a fundamental shift that's going to happen in the church, and I think I think churches are either going to have to get kingdom minded or they're going to die um, because they're going to build their own their own thing and they try to they try to build the church. But what we need to realize is that Christ builds His church and mm-hmm. not us. Yeah, I have a tough time like with any anytime I hear uh, comments like, you know, take the city. Um, like, I, I, I try not to be cynical with it, but like songs like "God of the City," like which is a cool song. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like some sometimes I feel like the way that it's talked about on stage is like almost almost too broad. Let's look at it as this this the intention is to create a Christian city or something. Um, where to me, I'm like, oh man, like I really want to be about the individual mm-hmm. and like, like let's pour into individuals. Like let's pour into people, you know, that are part of a city and that like, you know, when people really encounter Jesus, I believe that that will change things. Maybe I'm off on that. Uh, but I, I always have like kind of internally a tough time. Cause I'm just like a city is just a place, you know, like I do want God to transform the people in the city. I think mm-hmm. that's like what the what the true intent is, um, but yeah, there are just times that when I hear like, I don't know, let's let's take the city for Jesus or whatever it is. I'm just like, yeah. man, like let's let's focus on the people, you know? Yeah, and, let- and, and, and I don't I don't want like people that are listening to think like, oh, this guy's got a chip on his shoulder and he's just mad at the church. That's oh that's yeah, yeah, not it at all, um, it, man. You know, like I, there are a lot of churches doing great work, um, but I th- I think. And and I'm I'm probably talking more as a pastor right now and a leader in the church um, is like we, we just have to realize that um, that the kingdom of God is so much bigger than our four walls mm-hmm. um, and 
and also as someone who attends a church, like we, we just have to be okay. Like when I hear someone say, yeah, like, like maybe, maybe that church wasn't for me. Like I don't, I don't get, I don't get offended that they didn't like my church. Yeah. Um, in fact, if somebody's growing somewhere else, uh, that's okay. And, and I think that's a good thing. And also like, man, it, what if what if what if the church could could actually and I'm talking even just people in the congregation, uh, church leaders were sometimes the worst because we somehow think we're in competition with each other, and we named our church 1721 Church for a reason. Um, you know, the the scripture says, "Let them be one Father as you and I are one, so that the world would know that I'm Christ." And and. I don't think it's any mistake that some, one of the few times you see Jesus praying in scriptures, he's praying that his church would be one. Yeah. Like, I want to see pastors, I want to see worship leaders start praying for other churches from stage. Like, how powerful would that be if, if a pastor stood up on stage and said, Lord, like, like for me, there, there's a, there's, we're, we're planting in this city called Trenton, Michigan. Um, let's just say, you know, there's a church down the road called South Point Church. What if I was like, what if for like four weeks straight, our church committed to pray for South Point? I, I think that would do something really um, major, not only just because we're praying, but also in our people's mind. Like, wow, oh, yeah. our leaders care about the church down the street. They're not our, they're not our competition. What? Mm. And I think that this just has to change. This has to change in the church. Um in especially in the church in America, because we so allowed the enemy to let competition rule in our church, in God's church. And I think Jesus would just be furious if, 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 he, were, if he were physically like visiting our, which he, I mean, he's there, but I, I, think God's, I think God's not the most pleased with our competition between each other. Yeah. And even if it's not a, not a spoken competition, you know, just like, yeah. like you said, like a changing of mindset through prayer, you know, um, yeah. I do believe that through prayer, you know, God, God moves. Um, mm. but, uh, a lot of the time yeah. I, I think it's more about through prayer, our hearts change, you know, like to desire his will or to, mm. you know, like, uh, I noticed for myself, like prayer more than anything changes my heart, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like when I'm praying for people that I don't really care for when I'm actually praying for them, like I, I, I've noticed like a shift in my heart where I'm like, Oh man, I, I, I kind of like wasn't a huge fan of that person. But, uh, yeah. since I've actually been going to God for them, um, he's, he's oriented my heart to, to actually want the best for them and to, uh, yeah. really have a de- desire to see them, um, as like, a child of God, you know, in a way that I didn't previously, you know? So yeah, think, yeah just having that intentionality yeah. that, I mean, that doesn't come by accident, you know? Right. And man, that's just, it's just kingdom minded. Mm-hmm. Like to, yeah. Do I, do I want my church to grow? Yeah. But if I see, you know, if I see someone else having success in ministry, here, here's the question. Like, like Josh, if, if you're, if you let God die podcast has 43 listeners this week, and then one of your other friends who has a podcast has 400,000, are you jealous? Mm-hmm. 
which is, which is kind of kind of uh, right. an accurate thing for one, because uh, <laughs> there are a couple that I listen to that. Uh, I mean, granted, some of the hosts have like a, a, a wider sphere of influence as far as like the connections that they have. Um, but th- there have been a few that I've listened to that I'm just like, man. I mean, like they're fine, but I just don't understand how you know they have. 10 times or you know even 50 times as as uh as many listens but 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 yeah there is a part of me that i have to keep in check where i'm just like why am i doing this in the first place you know and uh and that 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 sucks to even like admit on this you know that my mind goes there um but at the same time yeah there's a part of me that's just like yeah it's not that i want this to be big it's that i believe in the stories that we cover you know i believe that god is an active god in the here and now and that uh people hearing the story of John Whaley coming to Christ, you know, the story of all of our guests coming to Christ um, and just the transformation of their understanding of God. Like I'm, I'm really passionate about that, you know? So I think like similarly in the church context, I, I think a lot of churches like maybe lose the focus as far as uh, like, you know, they just want to grow where, yeah growing for the sake of more people knowing Jesus is wonderful. Sure, <laughs> but, yeah. but when you get it's your eyes awesome. on like the, we had more people come than last week and that is an indicator of, mm. you know, success in the kingdom. Not necessarily, not if you're not actually ushering them closer to Jesus, you know? But. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a funny, it's a funny line. Just, I mean, just talking about transformation, you know, like, mm-hmm. like Josh, you're passionate about transformation. Like, what what listeners need to realize is rewind about five years. Like I was the epitome of comparing myself to others. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was, a, I was an artist, I was a musician and I was, I was kind of bitter that I was the opening act and I wanted, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I wanted to be the headliner because it's cooler and it's sexier and it, you know, it's like, it's just, it's just bigger. There's more influence. And and I think what happens is is that when we, like God, if we allow God deeper into our hearts, I think what he does is he He just starts chipping away at the things in our hearts and our lives that, that really aren't of him. And, and man, like we, I just want, I want God's church to be so reflective of his spirit um, that like that stuff's just chiseled away and it's not going to be, it's not going to be better tomorrow. And it, and I'm okay with that. And but I don't know. Maybe maybe we maybe the American church can shift from um, inwardly focused to more kingdom focused. And um, you know, I, I don't know. Like I, I really think about there's a, so I just met with a church in the area. Um, I, they wouldn't care me telling this, but Kens- I met with Kensington Church. Um, some of the leaders there the other day, and just hearing. The, I mean, this is this is one of the biggest churches in America, and I mean, you would think like, oh, those guys, maybe they're worried about growing, you know, their numbers, all this, all this, but when you really peel back some of those layers, uh, like these guys are sitting down and and they just plant churches like crazy because they believe in the church, mm-hmm. and I think it would just be so awesome to see, um, like we're also working with the church here in the area called LifeBridge Church. Um, Pastor Grant Agler, he's he's an incredible man of God. This church, literally, they they have very little resources. Like uh, they probably have, which I th- I love 
I mean, like, I feel like mostly working with youth ministry and doing, I guess, house church stuff. The fact of the matter was there, there were never any resources outside of people that were willing to do life together and to, you know, play worship. Um, so like willing to offer some talents, you know, but, um, as far as like, yeah, having resources when it comes to things or money, no, you know, which I love the fact that, uh, you know, we're able to see God move despite, you know, not having anything that, you know, most people might look at as necessary, but yeah. Well, here, so here's where every church planner out there is going to completely disagree with me (laughs) and they're probably never going to want to listen to me again. Um, here, here's what happens. The, the church mindset says, what don't you have and what, how do you need to get it? Yeah. The kingdom mindset says, okay, what do we have and what can we do with it? Um, so, for example, the, the church mindset might tell you, okay, if you're going to start a church, if you're going to start a ministry, you need a half a million dollars in the bank. Holy crap. I, I've never seen half a million dollars in my life, you know, one. Um, and so if I don't raise a half a million dollars, does that mean my church is going to fail? I'm, I'm not convinced. I'm really not convinced of that. Um, but I am convinced that if I, if, if I steward what God gives us and I do the best with it I can, I, I believe that my church will be successful and my ministry will be successful. So even if you're an artist, let's say you're a musician or you're you know, a painter or whatever, you may not have uh, the, the latest version of Pro Tools. You may not have the latest version of, I don't know, paintbrushes, whatever it is. <laughs> like, uh, if there's a lot of artists listening to this, but, um, but you can do the best with what you have, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and just run with that and see what God does with you. And um, I think too many people lay down obedience. We talked about obedience last I think they lay down obedience for, um, and because they want, they need the numbers or they need the, the proper round, amount of money um, to do it. When really God says, I'm asking you to step out and do this and trust me. Um, and I, I think a kingdom mindset goes from, okay, here's, here's the model. Here's, here's the, a book to read um, and follow this and you'll be fine. Um, but but what if that's not how, what God asked you to do? You know, mm-hmm. if it says that you need to have a bus ministry and you go build a bus ministry and, you know, you, you, your church is planted in the richest town in America, you don't need a bus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like God, God, is, God is very unique in how he works with us. And, um, and I think the, the, big, the greatest moves of God on earth came – you know, out of, out of things that were, um, that were unique and that they, they uniquely listened to Jesus. Yeah. Um, and also the church, I'm sorry, I'm just going, man. Very good. Um, but you know, the, there's a mindset that says, okay, you know, it's working for them. It's going to work for us. Um, and you know, it's the, it's just copy, copy what someone else has. Um, and, that, and that's how it works. And um, nowhere in Scripture does, does Jesus just like copy, you know, like 
do people just start copying whatever God does? You know, like God uniquely came into situations uh, with people, and yeah, sure was there. Did he heal multiple people? But the inner his interactions and the way it happened had to be different. Um, so I think I think we got to be careful to like just you know like I could just try to recreate Hillsong Church with my church, but that's not that's not who, what God called me to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like with, with art or with ministry, you know, even with a podcast, there are times that I, uh, I see what, what works for somebody else. And it's just like, all right, I want to like take that into consideration. Um, yeah. but like with, with kind of like the, the mindset of like, all right, is this what God's calling us to for one? Um, and also like, yeah, does this translate and align with what God, you know, is leading us towards, um, mm-hmm. not just, Oh, it worked for them. Like it must work for us. Um, right. It's, it's interesting. I, I was just reminded of, uh, there's a quote from Picasso. Um, ah, good old, it. good old P good old Picasso. <laughs> Picasso. <laughs> um, but, but he said, good artists copy, but great artists steal. Um, but <laughs> I, I heard a, a, um, a podcast recently, like talking about that, that quote. And he was just saying that like, yeah, there's a tendency in like the art world to see something that works and want to just replicate it, you know, and be like, oh, um, let's see, like Metallica worked. Let's make the Christian version of Met- Metallica or so, you know, I mean, you see that a lot in like the Christian music scene um, yeah. at times. Um, but but the guy just brought up that like, you know, when it comes to great art um, and I, I think you could say that a lot of churches, this does translate to some extent, um, you know, seeing what, what a lot of different churches do and not just saying, let's copy that, but more so, all right, let's, let's take a little bit of what they did over there. Like, does that fit our mission? Does that fit what we're doing? Does that fit our community? And if so, like take from that, you know, yeah. I think just like having more of like an open mindset of like, all right, um, what can we do to reach our people in particular instead of just, yeah, it worked for them. It'll work for us. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The whole idea of like great artists steal. Yeah. I mean, there, (laughs) (laughs) it's true. I mean, there, there are no new, I mean, there's very few new ideas in the world. And even, even the ones that are perceived as new and original really are, you know, a culmination of probably a lot of different things that worked, but just kind of like pulling them together in a way that creates something that looks new, you know? Right. And and man, I, I just, um, like, I just believe that my God is, is really creative. Mm -hmm. I think he's, I think the Lord is always doing something new. And I mean, we hear all the time, you hear it in songs, you hear in scripture, like, like no eye is seen. No hear, no ear is heard. You know, um, the how deep, how wide, how how high the love of, of Christ is, and I'm like, there's such an abundance. I, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm trying not to get too artsy with this, but there's there's such an abundance of creativity in heaven, and and Jesus' prayer is like, "Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." You know. Mm-hmm. Um, like if we're just copying what has already come down from heaven, I, I think the things we see in the church, I think at one time, like it, 
God called someone to do it. God called somebody to do that specific thing yeah. in church. But I think what happens is is that we just start copying each other, and we 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 pull we pull our we pull the main line out of heaven and put it into someone else, and and that that's where you know you start seeing just churches that all look the same, and there's no spiritual life inside of them because they they they're not asking Jesus, they're not connecting to heaven for the ideas. They're connecting to what's the latest book telling me to do? What's the, what's the latest podcast even telling me to do? Um, we can figure out that the church mindset just copies from each other, but the kingdom mindset asks Jesus and ideas come from heaven. Yeah. That's when I think, that's when I think the, the, most in, uh, the most impactful things on this earth happen um, is, is when we actually could, like, Re, like even if we realize I do it all the time after like oh man I'm just copying this idea but what does Jesus want me to do um, and it might sound cliche but I, but honestly like like if we could just figure out how to do it <laughs> I think I think the landscape of of God's church would change I think I think the landscape of of our country would change of of our of all our nations would just I think there'd just be such a massive shift, um, in how we how we do things and how we do ministry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, John, I'm I'm really excited to have this conversation with someone who's starting a church, um, mm-hmm. just because, yeah, um, I think there are a lot of people that have a lot of the thoughts that that you have, but are turned off to the church. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was at that place before, definitely, where I was just like, yeah, "Yeah, like I think church should be this way and should be this way and should be this way. But there was part of me that was just like, I kind of, I kind of don't like the church, you know, Um, Mm. where there was, and this was just one thing. It wasn't just like this thought came in and then it just like suddenly changed, but this was something that I couldn't, I I just couldn't walk away from. Um, It was really on my heart that like, shoot, man, like Jesus himself established the church, you know, like, yeah. He loves it. He yeah. loves church. And like, yeah. if, if, if Jesus, the one that I follow mm. says anything, you know, that I am opposed to, I need to look at myself, you know, and not, not assume he was wrong. So like, <laughs> so even yeah. when it came, it came down to like the mission of the church, I was just like, mm. yeah, I don't like the church right now. Um, and, and I was even saying like capital C, you know, as far as like, mm. just the fact that, I don't know, any church has its crazy host of unhealthy issues um, yeah but which ours will ours will when yeah. it starts and true yeah <laughs> it, stupid i'm gonna do and yeah <laughs> and I, th- I mean i think the question is how surrendered are you you mm-hmm. know and uh how willing are you to to uh you know learn from mistakes and actually listen to god's voice when he does reveal things you know instead of clinging to to things out of stubbornness it's funny you said that i just had that same conversation with my wife ashlyn last night yeah um we we went to we saw Bethel uh, we saw Bethel last night uh, here in Michigan and and just like had that conversation like uh, just just kind of a like a frustration with the church but um, but also just a hopeful like you know like maybe we have the wrong attitude you know because yeah, yeah. Jesus really loves his church and and that's the one thing I don't, I hope people will never come away from this kind of conversation. That's you know like oh gosh that guy's really bitter that that's not you know that's not it man I 
I just, I just care so much for God's church and yeah. I, uh, man, I just know he loves it so much and I want to see it be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the times that we talked on the phone recently about like you starting the church really, um, I don't know. It got, it got, it got me thinking a lot where I think that typically the people that, that are like, I don't know, the complainers in the church or the people <laughs> that, um, that see issues. And I know that there are pastors and there are churches that, that make it a point to do this, but um, I think it's very important to empower those same people to mm. be the ones to make the change, you know? Um, yeah. Like, instead of being like, oh man, yeah, that's that's an issue. We need to like work on that. Um, rather than that, just like be like, all right, let's sit down. Like, what do you have vision for this being? You know, like um, since this is on your heart, you know, like, Mm. what what would this look like in a healthy way you know um and yeah. actually inviting people maybe even from i mean you know within within means but maybe even when they are coming from a frustrated like unhealthy place just being mm-hmm. like hey look like this is heavy on your heart you obviously have a passion for this like what can we do to help you see this through you know yeah. um it's good but uh yeah cuz uh, I've only really had that mindset and heart towards a couple people. And I look back and I'm like, man, there have been so many people that have like voiced things that I've been more so like, yeah, you're right. You know, like, uh, maybe we can talk to, you know, the leader of that ministry and like, see what can be done. Um, mm-hmm. but there have been a couple people in particular that it's just been very, very, very clear to me that like, dude, the reason that it's on your heart is because, God put it on your heart, you know, to do something, right. you know, and you have the heart and you have the passion to actually make a change there. It's awesome. And even just to give some practicals, like how, how do those things, you know, this is the kind of stuff that Josh and I, we, we, you know, we've been talking on the phone about, um, there's, there's two things like there's, there's people who are called into like ministry that is, um, that's in, it's in the world. It's, you know, it's, it's in everyday life. Um, but then there are, there are people that are called to pastor and to, and to, in the ministry. Um, and I, I really think that these are kind of the two things. These, these are the two areas of the world that you're called into. And like, even just to speak about some things, um, like how does that stuff work practically? Right. I had a conversation with a guy the other day. Um, and, uh, and he, you know, He's really excited, going to attend the church. Um, we Our church hasn't started yet. We're just having vision nights right now. Um, but this one guy, you know, we, we're going to be a church that multiplies. We want to be a multiplying church um, that, you know, is always reproducing pastors, things like that. And this guy, he feels called into ministry, comes up to me the other day and he goes, you know, I, I've really been praying and I feel like, I feel like God has... You know, these are the conversations you could have in ministry where like you might hear think of somebody like is complaining or criticizing the ministry where it's like, I feel like there's so many people that have walked away from, from our church or have walked away from church. And him and I just start talking and it turned from this problem and this burden into a into almost like a call where he right now we're we haven't even started this church and we're already starting to dream about okay. Do are you going to plant a church, and are you going to are you going to purposely invite and 
and go after people who have just been jaded by church and who have really like who who have been burned by church leaders like this guy feels so called to that yeah and and he wants he wants to be a pastor of those people and that's the kind that's how you could you know in ministry you just empower somebody like, hey man start dreaming about that you know um the other one is like you know for example um i was brag on my wife my wife's awesome and she's hot um <laughs> <laughs> but uh only i can think she's hot by the way better not that's fair hot. yeah you know she she just sees a lot of humanitarian issues in the world and and she you know her heart breaks for those things and in in your church or in your ministry or even you know just with your friends you might think like oh gosh man like man our church needs to needs to do this and help all these people and you know like we need to we need to start 80 85 ministries uh in order to meet this need um but, but realize that god is one like so my wife she's super passionate because of all the humanitarian issues in the world it, a lot of it boils down to education um and she feels like she wants to you know she like she's not going to like just start a ministry she just is going to start tutoring kids she wants to start tutoring kids so our church is like okay well how can we like resource you to do that and if you know if somebody came in and just feel like oh gosh like people are hungry you know like there's so many homeless people in our town like okay what can our church do to partner with you we're not gonna we're not gonna invent the ministry you're gonna be the ministry yeah, yeah. um and you're gonna go do it um and i think I think we can, we can as leaders and as people in ministry, we can just, we can empower people. If we can empower people to go into their, what we call, we call them domains. Like, you know, you got arts entertainment, you got politics, you got all these different parts of a city that make up the different areas of it. If we can just empower people and resource them instead of just making, making a ministry that's going to be like, you know, 10% as effective as that person that's already passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I think that uh, all of that comes with a, maybe even a different model and function of what the church could look like, you know, like, because, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is just my current understanding of churches that I've seen, but like, um, see a lot of like Sunday morning gatherings or like just church gatherings, like the function is maybe in some ways, people that are part of the church serving the church or serving the program of putting church on serving the program of running which, different ministries, which, yeah. which is, I, I, we should be clear. There are people that are called to do that. Yeah, totally. And there are people that are called to wipe butts in yeah. a, in a, in a kid's ministry, you yeah. know, or help with parking because I don't know. They're just for some reason, I don't get it. I would never be, they're passionate about people getting a parking spot, Yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, so continue. But but yeah, uh, I, I guess maybe I think I th I think this is the is the truth of like a lot of churches like that they do want to function from a point of like let's send people out. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, so it sounds to me like what you're thinking is even more so. You know, yeah, where it's not so much. All right, people of the church pour into the church as the church as the body pouring into each other to send them out. Right. Here here's here's where I'm gonna make all my pastor friends mad. That's okay. <laughs> Said that a few uh, times so far. Warning yeah, I know. I'm probably gonna be the hated guy after this podcast, but like 
God did not create us cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there has to be a shift in our churches because the, the, the church mindset says, get him inside. And the only way to be used by God in this city is to be on our parking team, to be on our welcome team, to be on our kids team, and maybe go on a mission trip. And there just, it and maybe just to, just to clarify, hopefully we're on the same page. Um, I don't think John's saying that churches would actually verbalize that. Um, but no. that, that's maybe an underlying message that is conveyed by the way that things are conducted. Yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of like, okay, here's the next hit. Like, you know, here's, here's what you do. Like, and, and you hear it a lot. Like, okay, what, like, are you, uh, I, I've been in, I've been in church, in church circles where it's like, okay, are you involved? Like, what are you doing in the church? Yeah. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. I've heard people say, oh, well I go like, I'm actually part of this like soup kitchen or whatever. And it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, let us know when you want to get committed to the church. Yeah. Um, and, and man, like if we could just shift our minds to say like, yep, people are called to serve in our church. We need parking people. If we don't have parking people on our first day of a church, our people may not come back. But I need to realize that not Every single person is going to fit into my four categories of needs in my church, but they are uniquely uh, called, and I need to cheerlead them and resource them if they are passionate about something outside of my four walls. And yeah. that is a kingdom mindset right there. Yeah, because it, I mean, because it does. Be careful how I word this. Yeah, but, um, yeah, okay. you have to be careful. Okay? Yeah. You know, it's, this this really can come off negative. But I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying. I'm trying to just light a fire, right? Yeah. Right now, like I'm not trying to light a fire in people in ministry. It's like, come on, the kingdom is bigger. It's bigger than our four walls, yeah. and I need to be reminded of this all the time. Yeah, but but yeah, to uh, to empower people to follow their calling that has no, and I and by no, I'm I'm using finger quotes. No, yeah. no benefit to the church. You know, like if for instance, mm-hmm. someone who's working a soup kitchen per your example, that has no involvement in a church in with, particular. Yeah, with my organization. Yeah, empowering them to really be intentional in that ministry and to really, you know, pursue God's calling for their life in that ministry will will glean no benefit for your local church. But empowering them to do that does benefit the church. It be- benefits the kingdom. Be- yeah, yeah, yeah. It benefits the kingdom. Yeah, much better yeah. said, John. Uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, I think you know that's far more valuable than yeah. oh, me me sending them to the soup kitchen benefited us in some uh, way. You know, it's like no, it yeah. benefited the body. You know, as a whole, um, yeah. and the kingdom of God as a whole. Yeah, man, I'm not gonna get to heaven, and Jesus asked me for my church metric sheets. Yeah, like he, I'm not going to get there, and he's going to ask me how many people attended your church on a weekend. He is not going to ask me that. He's just not. Um, but what I am going to stand and be judged in front of him is for my kingdom impact, and maybe maybe my church attendance has something to do with that. But um, but it's not it's not the whole picture. Yeah. You know, the the size of your church is not a measure of your success. Just really isn't. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm stoked to see uh, how things are going to look for you guys uh, moving forward with this church. Ma- making Cheers. making many mistakes that oh uh, yeah yeah that you'll learn from and everything. Yeah. Um, one thing oh, that yeah. I was challenged on big time, and I mean, this might be opening a can of worms that it'd be a whole different conversation. Maybe it'll be short. We shall see. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, I, I have a friend who's, uh, a big mentor in my life who he's, he's asked me quite a few times, just like, all right, so ministry stuff that you did, uh, when you lived in Taylor, like what are some things that worked? Um, what are some things that looking back on now that you have a little bit of time and perspective, um, you maybe should have done differently, you know? And through that, one thing that he, uh, that he brought up was, uh, you know, like I see a lot of, um, community being built through relationship, you know, amongst the group, um, and just like through transparency and that being a very good thing. But he, he just brought up like, uh, it's more and more on my heart, like building community through, through serving, you know, like through, um, actually doing things together to serve the community, to serve the kingdom. I was just like, yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. That's, uh, I'm more like on the relational side of things, generally speaking, you know, just that like when we can be on mission serving and relationship come out of that, uh, and community come out of that rather than just the transparency part, you know? Um, I think yeah. like a combination of the two, you know, um, cause you get, I've seen some ministries that are very missional in, you know, meeting a need where it's great. The meet the need gets met, but there's not like a proper balance of the relational side. So like, yeah. even though people are doing things together, um, it doesn't really go any deeper, you know? Mm. Um, and then on the yeah. other side of the coin, people that have this transparency, um, and really get to know each other super well. It can kind of, even even if it isn't like an exclusive bubble, even if it is very inclusive to, you know, bringing people in, um, yeah. and it's very welcoming, uh, it sometimes just lacks the missional element, you know. So yeah. uh, I've I've just yeah. thought about that a lot. Like that was something that has been on my heart. Um, yeah, man, I think about that, and and our church, we we have this kind of saying. It's called "This is family." Yeah. Um, that's kind of like the tagline of our church. It's you know just something we kind of rally around. But think about think about our families. You know, if our families just uh, sat in our living room and just talked about our problems and you know just cried together, uh, people would look at us and think we're dramatic. You know, yeah. Um, and if uh, if we just went out and just did a bunch of crap together as a family and just I don't know, built people houses and did all this stuff for people. Um, they would think that like, oh, they're nice, but I don't know if they like each other, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but something happens when a family is out in the community, part of the community. And then they also have this transparency and love for each other. Yeah. Then that's when people say, Oh, that's a really great family. And I think, I think that is a kind of a key. That's kind of yeah. a key when it comes to, um, you know, this idea of this idea of missional community is, is kind of a buzz phrase in the church right now. Um, but really, I mean, it's just a like we need we need just a biblical picture of community, and it's it's people who are truly one. 
with each other, one with the Father, um, but and and they love each other. They're transparent with each other, um, but they also realize they need to be out in the community together. Um, and you have to have both. You have to have both, or you're either dramatic or you you're just you're just busy. You know, yeah. you could you could be a very busy community. You you know, your ministry, your your family can be very busy and not really like be in love with each other. Yeah. Um, and I so think mo- be careful. And I think most of us are bent towards one of the two. You yeah. Know, I mean, yeah. I don't. I'm, think I- I'm bent towards busyness. And yeah. I will, I will just we'll just drive drive drive, and I'm like, oh, I haven't hung out with you for like four months. That's probably a bad idea. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but uh, but yeah, just just having that balance there, um, mm-hmm. I thought more and more and more about like yeah, if in the future there were a point where where God called Kendra and I to start a church, um, that we would definitely need to rally around people that have the very opposite strengths of us, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and who are like very missional, but also willing to to do relational, you know, to meet in the middle. Um, yeah, man. There's wisdom in that. If you're listening to this, you just Josh Mozog just gave you some very intense wisdom. Uh like the fact that if you're going to do something, if you if you're going to walk out in faith, make sure you surround your people, surround yourself with people that are better than you in certain areas. Like my here here's how for just sure, man. for our ministry. I am I am a thinker. I am a like my head is in the clouds 24/7. I'm I'm always thinking 10 years ahead, okay? And I, that's just how God made me. Um and it's gotten me in trouble a lot. <laughs> the reason it's gotten me in trouble is cuz I never had the people around me. So like on our team, I've got four like I got three four people that are really good at thinking about, okay, there's 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 vision for the future. Okay, how do we make that happen today? Yeah. And so I've tried to surround myself with people. And man, that's so smart. Like anyone who's listening, if you're a if you're a musician, um, and you you just like to, you know, I don't know, you just like to go hang out with the fans, uh, you better get somebody who's really good at <laughs> keeping things organized, you know? Yeah. Um, or if if you're a school teacher, um, you know, like I don't know empower some students in your class that can help, you know, that can help things and give them some, some, uh, ownership of that thing. I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong idea about teaching, but I'm saying that you can do it anywhere you're at. You know, you can find people around you that are, um, that are better than you at certain things. And I think if we're as leaders and people in ministry, people in business, um, we have to get to a place where, we're okay surround we're okay not being the smartest person in the room yeah um and actually seeking people on our teams that are better than us um i i feel that way about my team i i feel i feel like all the people on my leadership team they could pastor this church better than me and that's why i want them on the team yeah that's yeah. awesome man I don't, I don't know if uh, this is the right way to put it, but my thought was people like you, John, um, that do look like <laughs> way down the line um, in those ways. Uh, I, I found recently, and this really just like in the last several months, that uh, it's always been a little bit uncomfy for me to talk about ministry things with or like just about vision things because my mind isn't automatically there, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, 
there, there have been times when I've stepped away from conversations with people where I've just been like, man, they're just like not thinking about how to get there at all. But that, <laughs> but then it, but then it hits me that like, oh, but I need that. Like I need what they are speaking into yeah. to, to like really cast some vision there, you know? Um, right. and without it, like, yeah, like I'm lacking a lot. Um, yeah. but it, there are ways yeah. that I, that I can see with them that it's just like, oh man, like. Like how can, how can we help each other get there? You know? Yeah, man. You want to talk about the kingdom of God? That's it. Yeah. Like we need each other. Um, we need the Holy spirit to be in us. People need visionaries and visionaries need people who can make it happen. Yeah. We all, you know what I'm saying? We all work together. That, that's how God create uniquely created us. How he uniquely made his church. Like, you know, this world needs the Baptist church down the road. This were you know, I, I could not thrive in that environment, but there are people are that do, and we also need people that can look, that can see ten years down the road, like listen to the Holy Spirit and see it. But then we also need people who can discern what the Holy Spirit wants for here and now, and they could do it, um, and they can actually like maintain relationships with people. The problem with someone like me is that I think about who my friends are going to be in 10 years. And I sometimes, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I sometimes forget who my friends are now. Um, but that, that's why, you know, that's why we just, uh, we really need to function as a body, you know, mm-hmm. that's the kingdom, me. man. We're all, we're all one body. We need each other. Indeed. The scripture, what does the scripture say? You know, the, 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 the hand doesn't say I don't need to work today. You know, like it's, the body, the body needs to do its functions and in order for it all to, you know, if the leg just decides today it doesn't want to be a leg, then it's going to get amputated and, <laughs> you know, like, um, so it's good, man. Indeed. We're a body. We're all one. Let us be one, Father, as you and I are one, so that the world would know you sent me. Well, hey, my throat's starting to get to me. <clears throat> just so everybody just- knows... Uh, on the podcast, Josh is sick today. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if there's been any reference to that before. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call it like sick, sick, but Man. yeah, I'm gonna try to take care of this. Get some, yeah. get some Ricola. We are not sponsored by Ricola. Ricola. <laughs> but uh, but if any Ricola reps wanna contact us, Bro, you're gonna be sponsored. You're gonna be sponsored by tomorrow. Yep. Well, I mean, I guess if ne- next episode, I'm like, dang, dude. Ricola action cured hey, me. Hey, I want a little royalty on that. <laughs> Maybe we can talk. Hey, dude, thanks so much, John. Appreciate yeah. your heart, man. Uh, and I'm excited to, to see where God takes you guys. Uh, whatever this looks like, you know. Yeah, um, we're going to follow the Holy Spirit and see what happens. Legit. Um, so for people that are listening who have not listened to last week's, first of all, what are you doing listening to this one? We already we already told you earlier. Listen to last week. Um, <laughs> but for people that haven't, uh, how can they find out about your church? And um, how often are you guys meeting? And where can they go for that? Yeah, we're meeting. Uh, we're meeting once a month, the first Sunday night of every month right now. Until um, we, we don't have a launch date yet. We're just having vision nights right now. The vision nights, just kind of whatever. Um, whatever we feel we want to do on those nights, whatever is important. Um, so you, you can get more information, go to www.1721.church. 
Uh, dot church is a dot is a dot com now. So seventeen twenty one one seven two one dot church is our website. Um, man, if you're in the Detroit area, we would love to have you. We're meeting uh, it's the first Sunday every month at this place called Promenade Cafe. Um, if you just go on our website, all the info will be on there. And then, uh, but also if you're not if you're not from the Michigan area, we're going to have church online. Um, to actually be able to watch our services with worship and everything um, right online. And we're going to have an online community and all that. So you'll be able to just chat. And, um, and that's that's all on our website on uh, 1721.church. We'd love to have people from all over the world even be part of our community. Yeah, one thing going along with what John talked about earlier, um, on the website also you can sign up as like a prayer partner. If yeah. you want to just be in prayer for their church. Yeah, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you have been encouraged, I don't know, whether to to hop on to the site and be praying for yeah. John's church or just be thinking about the churches in your area that you do not attend, that maybe you don't even all like that much. But just be praying that <laughs> be praying that God would lead them, you know, and that uh, yeah. there will be unity, you know, between yeah, churches amen. in the area. That's good. Yeah, and also, I mean, to do a shameless plug, I mean, we, we would just love if you feel called to give. We, we have a, a way to give on our website as well. It helped the ministry. and um, But yeah, let, man, let's let's love our churches in the area. Let's, you know, let's stop competing with each other and let's be one and really just, man, let, we're a kingdom. We're one. No more, no more four walls. Let's just, let's just be one church, man. Good word, John. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Josh. I will be talking to you soon, brother, man. All right. All right. That's it for my talk with John Whaley. Next week, we'll be back with Calvin and with my wife, Kendra, as a guest co-host to interview Mike Lewis. Mike Lewis is the host of the podcast, Giving is Believing. It's one of my favorite podcasts, and I'm really honored to have him on as a guest. In the meantime, if you want to check out his podcast, you can hop on to givingisbelieving.com. If you want to follow what we're up to, you can subscribe through iTunes, Feedly, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and sign up for our email mailing list on the contact page on LetGodDie.com. And if you'd like to support what we're doing, you can click on the support page on our site. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And until next time.